Time now for AliCast, a deep dive into innovative and emerging trends in e-commerce, online payments, and digital entertainment. Brought to you by Alibaba Group, we'll offer insights about Chinese consumers and brands doing business in China. We'll delve into global online retail, cloud computing, big data, and other must-know topics and issues in and around one of China's largest companies. I'm Adam Najberg. Robert Mondavi established his winery in Napa Valley in 1966. His vision: to create Napa Valley wines that would stand in the company of the world's finest wines. He said should reflect their origins, their product of the soil, the climate, and careful stewardship of those resources. And he believed in combining the newest techniques and technology with time-honored winemaking traditions. Since then, Mondavi wine has become synonymous with California and a symbol of the best Napa Valley and the U.S. can produce. And more recently, that wine has reached the shores of China, the world's most populous country. With us today on Alicast is Bernie Yang, Mondavi's vice president and general manager for China, and his colleague Lydia Li, marketing manager for China. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Eden. Thank you. Let's hop right into it,、um, Bernie. I hope you'll share some of the backstory about how and when this well-known American brand set its sights on China. Right. Thank you, Eden, for all these、um, kind comments on the brand. Personally, I've been with the alcoholic beverage industry for twenty-something years. I really feel like to say it's a great honor to work on this brand because Mondavi is. As you said, it's not only just a, a fine Napa wine. Mr. Mondavi himself is such an inspiring leader because of him that Napa wine has been seen in the world and also has been treated the fine wine that can be on the same table with the first growth French Chateau wine. So I I personally inspired by his spirits very much, and this is exactly what we are trying to do. Is to introduce not only the fine wine to Chinese consumer, but also introduce the spirits of Mr. Mondavi to the consumer in China. The brand has been available in China for years, but only until recently, Constellation Brands, the company, decided that, of course, it's because the fast-growing imported wine sector in China, and the company decided that. Uh, this is really the moment that we need to be committed in building the brand in China, and hopefully building Robert Mondavi brands as one of the leading imported wine in China. So, what what step did you guys take then to do that? First of all, we review our distribution channels in China. We're working with a very powerful distributor in China, and secondly, of course. Ever since two years ago, we start the relationship with Tmall. Could you guys talk about the, the onboarding experience for Tmall specifically? Once you decided that's the way that we want to get into establishing a like a strong flagship in China, how did that then happen? What was the experience like? Back in twenty early twenty fifteen, I've been in touch with、um, Tmall. At the time, honestly, it was Tmall who approached me. He must say, "Hey, Bernie, we really feel like to have Robert Mondavi setting up a flagship outlet on Tmall." Honestly, at the time, I wasn't that knowledgeable about the operation on Tmall. I said, "Hmm, e-commerce, interesting. That's quite new to me because I'm from old school." But my contact person at the time has been kindly explained the Tmall operation and how powerful Alibaba is, of course. 
and also front end, and then we arrange some uh, uh, different levels of dialogue, and then we arrange the Timor management to visit the winery, the Robert Mungavi Winery, and uh, set up a meeting with Timor management and uh, uh, with the uh, our uh, winemaker in the Robert Mungavi Winery, so that we have deeper uh, uh, mutual understanding. I think we spent at least six months discussing what is the best way to promote Robert Mondavi brands on Tmall. So eventually we launched the Robert Mondavi flagship outlet on Tmall August 2015. And I've been working closely with the PR, Alibaba PR team in San Francisco as well. And our uh, PR team in the States has been uh, closely working with the Alibaba P, uh, PR team in San Francisco to not only announce the cooperation in China, but also uh, in U.S. You sounded a bit skeptical when you first talked about being approached, about being on Tmall, and you just said you're, you're old school. Mm. What turned you into sort of more being more contemporary and, and convincing you that it actually was the right way to go? Was there something you heard or something you saw? Well, and then honestly, in the beginning, I had a per- perception. I said, oh, e-commerce. Would it be just for like entry level cheap product? Will the price structure on uh, like on uh, e-commerce affecting the price structure uh, offline? Will my uh, offline distributor being affected by um, aggressive uh, operation on e-commerce? Right, that's my perception. Right. That's why when the representative of Timo approached me in the beginning, I, I feel a bit hesitant. I said, hmm, interesting, but I'm, I wasn't knowledgeable about what exactly we can do. But eventually, what I can share with you is we, we realized that Timo is not just simply a transaction platform. It is also a wonderful platform that we can have direct dialogue with our consumer. It's a brand-building platform. As opposed to, to going through a distributor and just selling cases of product, right? Right. Well, I think online, offline, right? How we leverage each and every contact point to reach our consumer. Online purchase has been a, such a, a significant, such an important venue to reach consumer. I mean, I don't need to share with you the figures, right? I mean, you, you understand the best. Um, how fast it grows, right, for the past uh, few years, right? And Timo, uh, Alibaba Group, I mean, Timo and Taobao, uh, no doubt, like 70% of the market, right, of, uh, of this. And also, uh, not only the, to wine, I mean, we're talking about the older products, right? But when you're reaching out to customers directly, and, and it sounded from your tone that that was something that was desirable and attractive, how did you talk to them? What, what were you saying to them in China? How did you get them to pay attention to your brand and to your wine online? Well, I think what we have been doing, right, is not simply just when consumer click into the flagship outlet. It's not just like they will see the bottle shot, right, and the price, so we're trying to build the story. We're trying to, uh, with uh, the help from Alibaba, we have a very good video of the winery and the interview of the winemaker and also the scenery of California, the scenery of Napa, and specifically the best sub-region, Oak View, and also the Tokalong Vineyard. 
So it all captured in the video, and then the uh, uh, when consumer visit the flagship outlet, it's not only like a, a shopping for a product. It's experiential, right? It's experiential. At the same time, we want consumer to be exposed to the brand story and also to the beauty of Napa, the beauty of the specific Oakview region that the uh, the best Mondavi wine was created. Now, let me ask you this. You, you are both of Chinese descent. Yes. And you speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you know about Chinese consumers that made you realize that that was important. And what other things do brands like yours need to know about Chinese consumers if you want to sell to them online? So you came up with a content strategy that made them get up close and personal with who you are, where you come from, what the wine and the winery stands for. What else do you know about those consumers what, that they want? Well, I think, first of all, I think it's a posit- positive thing that wine, okay, Chinese consumers are not stranger to wine. Wine has been available in China for years. Mm-hmm. Imported wine, of course, is a fast-growing sector. But don't forget, the domestic wine is a much bigger market. It's still much bigger than imported wine. So wine is available. Wine is there in Chinese uh, in the daily life of Chinese consumer. Right? I think the key to not only us, but all the brand owner is how can we attract our target consumer to experience, to appreciate our product? Well, what, Lydia, let me ask you, yeah. what is your target consumer in China? If for Robert Mandali Winery, we have a typical profile of Chinese consumer because this is not a very entry-level wine. So we are targeted to city elite, uh, some people who already get some success, the white collars, uh, middle-class families, um, who would like to have, uh, who prefer like Western-style life, lifestyle and uh, who like to enjoy quality life. That's a pretty detailed Yes, we, yeah. yes, we have a full description of our consumer profile, and we want to be very targeted on the on our message and brand marketing, um, yeah, uh, uh, strategies to target these consumers. So, for example, if you ask me, like uh, on Timor, what kind of benefit that we can provide through Timor to the consumers, all about occasions they are going to consume wine. For example. Um, the, you know, Timor always have kefu. They they provide the consultancy for the for the guest for the con- consumers. For example, if they want to buy some wine as a business gift, what kind of wine they need to buy? They will the Timor how to say service staff will give them some uh, advice to help them to choose the correct correct product for the for the occasions and that's beneficial for mandavi as a brand then in china right of course yeah right let me ask you a weird question because you know you always hear uh enophiles in the united states talking about oh it has a slight nose of chocolate and a you know a hint of huckleberry now for a chinese who is fairly worldly but maybe hasn't traveled to montana and has no idea what a huckleberry is how do you talk to Chinese consumers about what your wines taste like? What's the lexicon for that? 
That's a very good question, Ed. Honestly, the beauty of appreciating wine is, first of all, you need to come up with your own language to describe the wine. Mm-hmm. You don't just simply read the tasting note prepared by French. Winemaker. Uh, Darn, I've been doing it wrong all these years. <laughs> Sorry. Or, um, now you tell me. Chilean yes. winemaker, Australian winemaker. Because they describe the wine with their vocabulary, right? The fruit of their neighborhood or the fruit um, that they have experienced in their life. Mm. For example, our winemaker, um, the winemaker, the chief winemaker of Robert Mondavi. Napa tier is French, right? So if you have a dialogue with her, the way that she describes her wine, um, the vocabulary that the, he, she used might not be familiar to Chinese or even to American. But attributes-wise, like uh, a lychee might have a, a slight bit of acidity Kind of like an orange, not like a lemon, which is very acid. Is, is that kind of what, what you're saying, that you relate to the fruit? For, for example, yep. you, you mentioned lychee. Lychee is very, I would say it's very Chinese, right? Mm. If you ask any, like you yes. ask Lydia, typical uh, Shanghai uh, lady, mm. right? She's uh, very familiar with the fragrance, the, the smell of lychee. Mm. Uh, we have a product, uh, Napa Moscato, mm. and we had a, we conduct a tasting session among Chinese pink color. Uh, pink color? What's pink color? White color, blue color, pink color. Okay. Right? <laughs> it still doesn't like, answer my question. But... Uh, like uh, office lady. Oh, I, I see. Okay. Pink <laughs> color, yeah. right? And then um, they come up with... Uh, the description so uh, by smelling it what did you get oh lychee right Mm -hmm. Uh, from Moscato but if you ask if you serve the same wine to consumer in US they may not uh, come up with the word they may come up with yellow peach or uh, apricot or some other fruit but the, the key exactly as you said Adam is to use your own vocabulary use what you get from the wine Right, and then to dis- this to describe it. Right. So I don't think not only China. Okay, we go to uh, Vietnam, we go to Thailand, Korea. Right, consumer just simply use their vocabulary, the fragrance they're they're familiar with, the fruit that they are familiar with, to describe the taste that they have experienced. Usually, we don't. We don't use herbal berry because it's kind of even for me it's kind of difficult to understand. But we use some regular fruit and uh, yeah recipes to help the consumers to understand something that they are familiar with. Uh, for example, banana, apple, lime, lemon, orange, citrus—they all understand. Everybody but, understands chocolate too, yes, right? Yes, chocolate, right. coffee, and uh, I think another important thing for why for the tasting notes is to tell them how to pair with the food, and uh, this is very important to localize for different market because you have different kind of food and creation in different market, and how to pair the wise with your food that you are familiar that you made in your home is very important mm. yeah for example we we pair like a cab with the beef because the fat uh, 
match well with the uh, acidity. Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes, Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> but you can tell Chinese, especially Shanghainese consumers, you compare it with Hongshao Rou, which also has Hongshao a lot Rou. of fat mm, and me hungry here. Uh, strong <laughs> sauce. Yeah, I think this. Yeah, the way we want to communicate with our consumers. This is good. This is a way of life. It's not just a vocabulary. Yes, exactly. So as we wrap this up, let me ask you: uh, You have two years on your belt on T-Mall. Mm. Would you consider it successful? And and how do you measure that success? Is it simply a numbers game or the feedback that you're getting? Tell me about it. Whether it's successful or not, I think only my boss can judge it. Uh, but you're still here. You still have a job, <laughs> so you must be doing something right. Yeah, exactly. Joke aside, I think allow me to share with you what we have learned and what we plan to do next. Great. Okay. I think what we have learned, first of all, is as I have explained, Timo is not just simply a transaction platform. If it's a transaction platform, it is not no difference from a, a hypermarket, right? Oh. We just go to the wine section, and then we pick the bottle. We look at the label. Timo is far beyond that. Uh, first of all, it's data. Working with Timo, what we have learned the most is the power of collecting all these data. So we understand who is buying our wine. What is uh, the consumer profile? Male, female, first year city or second, third year city. Age profile, buying pattern. We get all these information that help us. Allow me to confess, we haven't done our job the best to fully leverage the data with that we have collected. But this is clearly the next step to us,、mm. right? How we, by understanding our consumer profile, how we can do better to serve their needs and motivation, right? How we can serve better so that they can, we can build a stronger relationship with our consumer. This is clear next step to us. Secondly, what we have learned is by promoting for the past two years by promoting different tiers. Of Robert Mondavi brand. Allow me to、uh, jump out from this for a while, just to take you through that. Robert Mondavi is a big family, and we have technically three tiers. From the everyday drinking in United States that you're familiar with, is the Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi tier. On Timo, that's around 120 RMB per bottle per 70, 750 ml Woodbridge. And further up, we have Robert Mondavi private selection. So on Timo, it's around 200 or、uh, something RMB per bottle. And then we move into the Napa tier, which is from The Napa Valley on Timor is around 400, 500 RMB per bottle. But even going up, we have the district, which is Oakview District,、mm. and then further up is our flagship product, Robert Mondavi Reserve. So that across different price range and also different proposition for different. Purpose. So, by promoting back to the question that you have asked, by promoting products at different tier, actually we learn that Timor can not only be a perfect platform for Woodbridge tier product for young people. Not only that, of course, that's the our majority of our business right now. But starting from late last year and this year, we learn that more and more consumer start approaching the flagship outlet. And 
and purchasing Napatir and above from what we have learned. Because from time to time, we need to have meeting with the operator of Tmall and then the Tmall um, consumer product department as well. And so what we have learned is, uh, first of all, there are so many people because now applying visa is has been much easier. Put it this way, much easier than before. So just think about number of. Tourists visiting U.S. every year. Then, what is the number one place where they visit? Is California, right? They've seen the videos on on your Tmall flagship store, so they want to go see the winery, right? Right. And then, uh, when they uh, for those people who uh, for those wine lover, when they are in California, when they are in the Bay Area, they will feel like to visit Napa Valley. When they are in Napa Valley, what is the number one winery they will visit? Which winery? It's Gallo, right? <laughs> no, no, just, you're so kind. <laughs> no, of course, uh, well, it, Gallo, it's the great course. content you have in the flagship store that makes right. them want to go see it, right? Exactly, right. And also, Robert Mondavi Winery is probably I I can say is well established for visitors, right? Of course, I cannot say which is illegal that oh, Robert Mondavi is the best wine. In Napa, this will not be true, but I I think I can comfortably say that is one of the best facility, right, for uh, tourists, for visitors. So every year we are uh, uh, every year there are more than uh, fifty thousand Chinese visitors visiting Robert Mondavi Winery. So these people are scattered in China. Of course, we haven't done our job uh, good enough. To ensure that when they feel like to buy Robert Mondavi, they know where to go. That's the beauty of having flagship outlet, Robert Mondavi flagship outlet on Tibo.、Mm-hmm. So, with one one, there's one data that I have learned. I think it's published by、uh, Tibo itself. From 2013 to 2016, the visitors, online purchaser from outside of first tier city, has grown four times. That's how powerful Tibo is, and that's the very reason that. We we set up the、uh, flagship outlet on Tmall,、mm-hmm. so that when consumer for those who has visit Mondavi, who has great experience of、uh, in the winery, who understand the story, the beauty of Napa wine, from time to time when they feel like to buy a bottle of Napa, Tmall can be the place to go. Bernie Young, literally, I could speak all day with you guys about wine. It's one of my favorite subjects. Food is the other one,、uh, but we're out of time. I want to thank you both for being on Alleycast, and I hope we can do this again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank、It's、you, Adam. You've been listening to Alleycast, a regular podcast from the Alibaba Group. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Adam Najberg.